Bro, I really think I can hit any bitch. How could you say that? How could you have that mentality? That's Why is it so hard to get some hair from your bitch? It's easier to get hair from a brand new bitch. Unrelatable. Yo, bitch. <laughs> you can't have no expectations if that's if you looking for this, but you fucking with niggas who not looking for that. That nigga gotta be on the same type of time you own for you to get exactly what you want. So what you bring to the table? If you don't bring shit to the table, nigga, you better sweep up and motherfucking wax the flows on the way to that bitch. Yo, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of Tay Rosen Podcast. I know it's late as fuck. I try to put these episodes out early in the day on the when the morning tip. But uh, this morning, I was actually winning the morning shit. I got I just wrapped up uh, Atlanta the night before last night, and we was on our way. We was at you know on our way to the airport, so I couldn't get an episode in this morning. Uh, speaking of last night, ATL was insane. I appreciate everybody that was there. That was our first tour show. That was our first time performing outside of chicago and that shit was amazing and that's something that i i couldn't imagine uh doing um as fast as we got it done i've been in this podcast thing for about four years um and we really we really didn't even have no structure in it till about two years ago the growth that we've had has been amazing shout out to my team everybody on fc network uh putting in work and and just making this shit happen making these dreams come true uh shout out to everybody in atlanta who came out to support last night y'all received us really well Super appreciate everybody I met, all the new connections I made. Can't wait to work with some of y'all. Um, I hope all of y'all stay tapped in. Shout out to all the all of the the guest hosts that came out to the show to support us. Lear and Lionel flew out from Philly. Shout out to them. They're my boys, man. Um, much love to them. Um, everybody, everybody on the show. We had a lot of people from Atlanta. We had Samaya. We had uh, we had Kodak from Big Homie House. We had Honey. We had Amani. Uh, we had Nakia Grady. I hope I ain't forgetting nobody. Um, we had a ton of people, man, and they everybody came out and showed some love. Uh, the DJ, um, Enoch on, on on the videography, like shout out to everybody. All right, Atlanta was amazing, and it was a very gratifying experience. Now I know almost all of my episodes, podcast episodes, are about relationships because the podcast is about relationships, right? This episode is not gonna be about relationships. This is gonna be about gratitude because I felt a lot of gratitude last night, and gratitude is something that I haven't really felt until about a year ago and i had this very very strange experience that i want to tell you the story about today um but before that i didn't feel much gratitude i didn't feel uh grateful for where i was in life i used to just always feel like it's never enough like you know i never felt successful because i felt like it's always more to be done every time i reach a goal to go post move and it's just like i just want more i want more and I don't know. I just never stepped back and look at my life like, bro, you've came a long way. Like, you, if it all ended today, you're actually successful. I never looked at it that way until a year ago. Um, and and that, that's a bad place to be in, man. It's a bad place to be in to to be having success and actually winning in life and not being able to uh, enjoy it, feel gratitude, and appreciate your own hard work and your own success because you're so worried about the next thing, right? Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I have, I still haven't had my I've arrived, we made it, we really doing this shit moment. I I feel it sometimes when other people talk about it, when people send me texts like, man, you came a long way from the barbershop and da da da. But I haven't really felt it for myself. But even though I haven't felt that that real special moment, I'm still grateful for where we are. And again, it's because of this experience that we had, I'm gonna tell y'all about right now. All right, so about 
a little bit over a year ago. It was last year in April. It was uh, TJ's birthday. Everybody had met up at the studio to kick it for TJ's birthday. And they had, Jody and Cam had this thing called tincture. It's some liquid THC, super potent shit that we poured in the liquor and we all drunk it. It fucked me up. If you know me, you know I don't smoke. I don't, I don't fuck with pill. I don't do nothing. Like, you know, I barely drink. So um, it fucked me up. Now, in the midst of everything, we're all trying to go from the studio to Blow Room, which is this hookah, this hookah spot uh, right outside of Chicago. And while all of this is going on, I'm scrambling around the house on some high shit everybody's going to get in different cars to get there. And I guess in the midst of everybody getting in different cars, everybody assumed that I was in someone else's car and everybody left. So now I'm getting in my car trying to drive there by myself, but I'm high as fuck. Like, like, like I can drive, but I'm like, I probably shouldn't have been driving. I was like, I was like on another planet. Right. And while I'm driving, um, I get to this point on the expressway where I have to merge over and I couldn't, I, you know, I was having trouble getting over. So I had to cut a guy off to get over in traffic. Now, of course, when I cut him off, he get on some road race shit. He pull up on the side of me talking crazy and shit. And all of a sudden I start having this fucking daydream, this heavy ass daydream. It felt like I was actually dreaming or like hallucinating some shit. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm still driving. I drove all the way from from that point all the way to blow room to the hookah spot. I had this heavy ass daydream, but I still was driving perfectly fine. And I'm just sitting and driving and daydreaming. And what happened in the daydream is that, you know, after the guy um, got on the side of me and started talking shit in real life, the daydream kick in and the dude like shoot at me in traffic. Right. He shoot at me and he hit me and, you know, I'm fucked up. I, I, I wake up in a hospital in a coma. This is a daydream. All right. I'm daydreaming and driving. But in the daydream, I wake up in a hospital in a coma. And when I wake up, <laughs> this shit sound crazy, man, but I, I swear to God, this, 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 I really had this daydream while I was driving. I, I wake up and this doctor is telling my parents that um, I can't remember anything beyond 16 years old. So mentally and emotionally, I'm a 16 year old kid again right now. Like, I don't remember anything after that. Now, to give y'all a little bit of backstory on me, my parents kicked me out when I was 17. Well, really my mom. My, well, my dad stood on that shit. So my parents kicked me out when I was 17. Um, shit was fucked up. I stayed in my, stayed in my car for a little while. I was trying to act like I wasn't homeless, spending the night at people's crib. Um, I, I was working a lot since I didn't have nowhere to go for real. I got two jobs, one at McDonald's. Uh, I used to work there from like 7 a.m. to 3, get off, go to Target from 4 to close. And uh, I working hard as fuck, ended up becoming like a shift manager at both spots. Um... It, it was just crazy. It was crazy. But I figured shit out, right? Um, me and my mom haven't had a good relationship since that day. Like, we're cool. We haven't had a good relationship since that day. Another important thing is that I had no self-worth in life at that age. I didn't want anything out of life. I couldn't see past the current day. I didn't want to be successful. I didn't think about what career I wanted. All I know is I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm not trying to be the the district manager at McDonald's or the executive team lead at Target. I don't really give a fuck. I just want to get up, go to work, get my check, and just live my life. I'm in complete survival mode, not thinking ahead, not planning, not doing nothing. That's who I was at 17 years old. 
even when I went and graduated college, I still didn't want a lot out of life. I still just, I had no plans other than like, I just want to be a teacher and whatever salary I get, I'm going to get a house and a, and a car and a dog and maybe I'll get married one day or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, well, I technically was married to go to school. Y'all know that, but um, that's another story. But, you know, that, that I didn't want much out of life. I never did, you know, um, that my, my, my self-efficacy and desire for more came a little bit later. So that's just a little backstory of who I was at 17 years old at that age in life. Now, back to the daydream. Again, in the daydream, I wake up. Uh, the doctor is telling my parents that I can't remember anything after 16 years old. So as they're telling my parents this, my friends start to show up to the hospital to check on me. And my homie Marcus walk in. Now, my homie Marcus, we've been cool since like eighth grade, summer after eighth grade. So I was like, all right, bet. But I'm like, that's nigga, like, oh, this shit, what the fuck is going on? TJ walk in. I have no clue who he is. If y'all know me, TJ is my, my best friend, my right hand man, co founder of FC Network. I have no clue who this guy is. I didn't meet him into college. So I'm like, who the fuck is dude? My son, mom walk in. She crying and shit. I don't know who the fuck she is. My son walk in. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Uh, who the fuck is this kid tweaking me the fuck out? Scaring the shit out of me. So now it's to the point where I'm like, all right, everybody get the fuck out. I'm scared. I don't know who the fuck y'all is. Y'all tripping. Y'all tweaking me out. It's, it's just becoming this sad, crazy situation because I'm not fucking with none of them. I don't have no remorse for them crying. I just want everybody to get the fuck away from me. Like, bro, watch out. Y'all ass tripping. So everybody get out. I look in the mirror. I see myself with a beard. I'm tweaked the fuck out. So my parents and their best effort to make me comfortable they take me home. They take me back to their house. Now, in, in real life, at my parents' house, my room is kind of the way I left it to an extent, right? So I feel comfortable. I'm back in my room, you know. Now, I'm a 32-year-old man, but in my mind, I'm 16, but the room is the same. So I feel, like, super comfortable in this little-ass room. I'm chilling, you know, everything good. Um, The thing about it is that my mom... Is like my friends are still trying to reach out to me. Of course, my son, mom is still trying to reach out to me. My son want to see me. My mom in a daydream is trying to keep everybody away from me. And the reason why is because in my 16 year old mind, she hasn't kicked me out yet. And we're still cool. Like I'm still I'm vibing with my mom because in my mind, I'm 16. She haven't experienced that in 16 years that we had a good relationship. So she's trying to hold on to that as much as she can. And she knows if my friends come around, they're going to tell me the story of everything that happened after 16. And I'm probably going to be fucking pissed and not fuck with her. So she's trying to keep everybody away from me and kind of rekindle our relationship and just kind of like keep the truth away from me that of the thing that she did when she kicked me out. Cause that was like a very pivotal moment in my life. It, it fucked a lot of shit up, but we're here. So it's cool. All right. Now, eventually my friends get through to me. Um, and TJ comes and he picks me up. He picked me up and I, I, I agree to ride around with him. And as I'm riding around with TJ, in my 16-year-old mind, I'm still in a place of I don't really want much out of life. I don't know what I want to be in life. I don't expect anything great from my life. And it's T and again, in real life. At this point in time, in real life, I wasn't a grateful person for anything I had accomplished. So when TJ is driving me around, he's like, man, bro, you know, after you went, you know, after you left uh, Simeon, after you left high school, you know, you had a little hard times, but you ended up going to college. I'm like, damn, for real? I'm like, he's like, yeah, bro, you went to college, you graduated, you became a teacher. 
you know, um, you, you, you shot music videos for a little while and, um, he, he pulled up in front of, you know, my building. He was like, bro, and, and that's your building right there. You bought that building. Like you own that. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Hell nah. Like in my 16 year old mind, hell nah on that fucking building. What the fuck? I don't even know how to, how to buy a building. What the fuck? Like, yeah, bro, you own that building. You know, you put a recording studio in there. You own a, you own a, a media company. Like you do this, you do that. And I was so impressed with myself. Like my 16-year-old self was so impressed with my 32-year-old self. Because my 16-year-old self never would have thought that I would be doing the stuff that I'm doing. And it instantly, when I <laughs> when I parked the car and the daydream finally stopped, it instantly made me grateful for everything in life. Because at the time, again, I was always just chasing the next thing and I was never grateful. I never felt successful because I always wanted more and I was comparing myself to other people and other people's success on the internet and whatever the case may be. And I just always wanted more. I was never satisfied. But at that moment, I felt like, God damn, I came a long fucking way. And the young me would be very proud of who the fuck I am today. And I need to remember that. And ever since that day, I have felt gratitude and gratitude is a great feeling to feel. So I tell all y'all that story, uh, just, I mean, I guess to get, for y'all to get to know me a little bit more, but also, you know, realize that if it all ended today, you're probably successful. And I say that because if you're doing better at your age now than your parents were when they were your age, you're successful. If you listen to this right now, you're 28 and you're doing better in life than your parents were when they were 28, you're absolutely successful. If you have a child and your child is living a better life, has a better quality of life at whatever age they are than you did when you were that same age, you're successful. Okay? If you got an eight-year-old child right now and that child is living a better quality of life than you had when you were eight years old, you are successful. Why? Because you have elevated your family. You're, you're, you're passing the torch. You're carrying the torch and getting ready to pass it on to your kids. And, and you're making progress. My great-grandmother was born a slave. My grandmother was born free but couldn't read. My mother finished high school, eventually finished college. I finished college and became an entrepreneur and different things like that. There's no telling what my son can do. There's no telling what I'm going to do. I still got the torch. I still got a lot of time ahead of me. Mom still got time ahead of her. So there's no telling what I'm going to do and what, you know, my son's going to do. But at the end of the day, every generation just get better and better and better. And that's what success is. It's not looking at people on Instagram and comparing yourself to this and that. And it's the, it's the journey that's more important than actually what you have. Right? Like, think about it. Like, Inky Johnson say, like, what's more important? What you get or who you become? You can have two people and one person earned a million dollars and the other person inherited a million dollars. They both millionaires, but they are not the same. So one person knows how to solve problems, has mental fortitude, has mental endurance, can take L after L after L and get up and figure that shit out over and over and over again until it work. 
the person who inherited the money, they can't do that. They don't know nothing about that. If they lose that million dollars, they ain't gonna know how to get that shit back. The person who went on the journey is more important who they became, is more important than what they got. Because if they lose what they got, they could get it again and again and again and again because they know how to do it. They are, they don't they don't just have a million dollars. They are they're a millionaire. Like when you earn it, you are a millionaire. And if you lose it, you can get it back because you're a millionaire. That's who you are. You, you, you're your your personality is millionaire. Your mental fabric, your mental fabric is millionaire. So if you lose the money, you can get it back. But if somebody gives you a, a, a million dollars, you're just a person who has a million dollars. You're not really a millionaire. If you lose it, you're not gonna know how to get it back. And I guess, you know, technically you are a millionaire, but y'all know what the fuck I mean. Embrace the journey. The journey is what defines you. It was it's what make you who you are, not what you have at the end. The status, the money, that does not make you who you are. It's the journey that makes you who you are. And be grateful for every win that you get along this long ass journey of life. Happy hunting. Is y'all chase all of y'all dreams and do the things that y'all want to do. I'm chasing mine. And I love how shit is going right now, man. I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm out. It's amazing to want excuses for a nigga not to get it. If you a nigga looking for excuses, you'll always be able to find them. But over here, that shit is unacceptable. I always felt like I could do anything. If the vision is clear, the work is easy. I might have thought it was going to take an hour and it took a week. I hustle for my last name. I don't hustle for my first. I'm either gonna make it or I'm not. And when I, if I don't, it, I can't sit back and point the finger at nobody. Words is powerful. You can really impact people. They do not understand who I am. They do. They will not understand until after I'm gone. Would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world, or at peace with yourself and at war with the world?